0: All right. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Isaac's Autism Almond Podcast. Today, I have a very special guest. I might go so far as to say one of my most favorite people in the entire world, my daughter, Kelly. Hi. Um, So I have been on vacation this week and I thought to myself, self, you know what? I've done a lot of podcasts over the years, but one thing, and occasionally you guys have sat in the background of some of my podcasts, especially during last school year, because it was uh, 2021, like 2020 slash 21 school year. So you guys actually ended up uh, having to school from my office every single day. And so when I was recording podcasts, you guys were in the background uh, working on school and such. And so unfortunately you guys were background participants in some respects and so occasionally you pipe, pipe in some of my podcasts when you think that I'm on uh, the wrong path but you've never actually been one of my very special guests we're gonna move along and ask some I'm gonna ask you some questions I'm gonna interview you today because you are a sibling with a brother with autism now Two does, yes well Okay, so let's clarify that. For some people that are listening, they may not actually be aware of our family dynamic and our we are a blended family right now. So you have your biological brother, Caleb. And how old's Caleb? Caleb is 13. Yes, he's 13 and he has autism. And then when John and I got married, you ended up getting another brother with autism. Named Cooper. And how old is Cooper? 18. Mm-hmm. Now, Cooper and Caleb couldn't be probably any farther on the spectrum apart from one another, right? Mm -hmm. So what's your understanding of the differences between Cooper and Caleb?
1: My understanding is Cooper, um, he needs help with some things and he's not able to communicate with everything that he needs or wants. But with Caleb, he's able to tell us what he wants or needs and he's able to do a little bit more by himself.
0: Yeah. So I would say that Caleb can do a lot more by himself, right? Mm Mm-hmm. And did you know that later today I am interviewing Caleb? Caleb is gonna be a, a guest on my podcast. Did you know that? Mm-hmm. Very cool, huh? Well, so let's backtrack a little bit. Kelly, how old are you? I'm eleven. So you are eleven and your brother is thirteen. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. almost two years exactly, because he was born in January and you were born in December, which makes you guys like 23 months apart. So now would you say that for your farthest back that you can remember, Caleb has been your closest playmate? Yeah. Yeah. You guys pretty much did everything together.
1: My favorite
0: story is when... Oh, yeah. Kelly (laughs) has to tell her favorite story about, like, one of her first childhood memories, actually. Let's be clear here. (laughs) All right. Go ahead. Tell the story. My dad
1: called me and my Caleb out, and he gave us these card
0: holders. This is when you guys were at Walmart. So you guys were shopping at Walmart or something, and you were... We were upstairs and then dad
1: showed us them.
0: He was like, oh, I got you guys something and I grabbed mine and I hit Gilb on the back of the head with it. Yeah. So for those that are listening, what she's talking about is her dad thought he was being helpful and bought them card holders because they had a hard time holding like their Go Fish cards. So he bought them these little holders that would hold like your cards, your playing cards. And then her earliest childhood memory, and we think she was probably three years old at the time, was whacking her brother Caleb in the head with it. So you can tell that they've always had a very, very close relationship, right? Yeah. 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 Now, it hasn't been all barrels of laughs, right? Because you know, like, I would say that you and Caleb... Get along really, really well. I mean, you have your moments because you're a girl and he is a boy and you like things your way and he likes his things his way. But by and large, you guys get along pretty well, right?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Now, I would go so far as to say that of all of the people in the world that's in Caleb's world, like life, you probably understand him probably the best. Would you say that that's true? Yeah. So you kind of know when he's mad and he's frustrated and you're a little it's a little easier for you to troubleshoot how to help Caleb, right? Yeah. Now, do you remember when you were at Great Northern School, way back when, both of you guys were attending Great Northern, and at that school, it was so small that they had combination classes, meaning that there was kindergarten, first, and second in one class, and then it was third and fourth in another class, and then fifth and sixth in another class, and... So you and Caleb, because you guys are 23 months apart, you guys ended up being in the same class um, for you were in kindergarten and he was a um, he was a second grader. And then what happened was um, so then you guys were in separate classes, right? Yeah. So then you stayed in your class and then Caleb moved ahead to be in the third, fourth class. But You ended up, because you were just a little smarty McFarty, um, they ended up deciding that and they had so many kids in the kindergarten for a second class that they decided that you were one of the kids that was going to move up and be in with the third and fourth graders, even though you were only a second grader. Do you remember that? Yeah. And I remember this was the last year you guys were there. So you were in that class again with your brother. And I have a very strong memory because as a mom, it really always like... Um, made my heart a little bit sad because you ended up playing a lot with your brother when you were at Great Northern. You guys ended up hanging out a lot at recess, right? And you yeah. guys had a lot of friends together. And no. you, you didn't have friends together? So what did that look like for you?
1: Me and Caleb would, every time there was a recess break, me and Caleb would go out and we'd just play on our own. No one that really wanted to hang out with us. And why was that? Well, I kind of feel like they thought Caleb was weird and so they didn't want to be friends with him. But if someone were to come up to my face and say, your brother is weird, I would not let that go.
0: Yeah, I know. That was actually a really challenging year because you kind of have always been a little bit of a caretaker when it's come to Caleb. Even though he's your older brother, you've always been... You always made sure that he had snacks and you always would make sure that, you know, he was okay. And that if he um, was upset, you would try and troubleshoot what he needed in order to be less upset. Do you, I mean, do you feel like that's pretty accurate? And then when you guys were in Great Northern together, I just remember you coming home one day and you started crying in the car and you said, Mom, can you try and teach Caleb how to make friends? Because I'm just so tired of always I'm just tired. I'm tired of having to help him make friends at school every day during recess. Do you remember that? (laughs) And that was a moment in time where, like, as a mom, it made me really sad because I didn't realize when you were at school how much you were actually doing to support caleb with like friendships and at recess so he had somebody to play with now in fairness his cousin brayden was there and he would play with with um, caleb a lot at recess and whatnot right he only played with him sometimes. Well, because Brayden liked to play like soccer and football and stuff like that. And that wasn't something that Caleb was really good at. So Brayden is a very active kid and liked to play some of those running around activities during recess. And that was really not Caleb's preference, right?
1: The only time Brayden would play with Caleb is when I went to go play with like other people.
0: Yeah, that's a big responsibility for you, wasn't it? Yeah.
1: Every time I wanted to have like a little break away from Caleb, I had to question myself and ask myself, do I want to do this?
0: Yeah. And I know that when Caleb would have a hard time playing or interacting with other kids on the playground, he would come and get you and ask you to try and like mediate be the mediator between him and another kiddo that he thought was being mean. Now I don't think that every kid at Great Northern was mean to him. I think that sometimes Caleb perceived some of what they were saying and doing as being quote unquote bullying, but it wasn't really that they didn't set out to be mean to Caleb. Do you think? I, remember, I don't In other words, I don't think they were seeking Caleb out to be mean to him because he had autism. I think that there was just some kids, you know, kids just some not all kids get along.
1: That is very true. There is this one girl who especially like despised Caleb. And she walked up to me and she was, why are you hanging out with your brother? He's weird. I never am going to let that go. Because what she said is something that you should never say.
0: Wow. Yeah, I mean, that's true. And so rather than being upset, I think it's an opportunity to talk to people about what makes Caleb different versus weird. Right. He's just, you know, there's he's not he's different. And there
1: were also male kids who didn't understand him.
0: Yeah. And I would say that there was actually a fair amount of teachers there that didn't understand him either.
1: There was only one teacher,
0: one teacher that didn't understand him. Yeah, perhaps. So let's fast forward. So we moved you after that school year to a different school because we wanted you guys to have a little bit more personal independence, meaning that you be in your class, Caleb be in his class, you guys didn't necessarily have overlapping recesses so that you guys could have your own relationships and friendships. And that actually worked out pretty well. I was a little nervous about it, but it ended up being a good move, right?
1: Because
0: was able to make three of his own friends. Yes, he was ended up being able to make more of his own friends. So it was really hard for me because I thought I was doing you guys a big favor by keeping you at a very small school. Because I figured if the school was small, we could do more education about autism and what it was. But turns out that's not exactly what happened because when you have a small school... almost I think you become more like siblings than you do friends when you're at a really small school that only has like 50 students total whereas when you move to your next school there's hundreds of kids at your next school which um so you're in a class of what 28 kids but you're in a school of hundreds and hundreds of students and so and yet that ended up being a really good fit for both you and Caleb right what's your favorite thing about being in a new school
1: my favorite thing about the school is every teacher understands every one of their students.
0: Definitely better. I think they definitely have a lot better education for teachers so that they understand the individual differences of their students. Now, I'm going to back up a little bit. At what point do you remember do you ever remember a distinct moment in time where you realized that your brother caleb had autism or that he or was it just something that you didn't really know it was just caleb and that's caleb is caleb and you didn't know any different
1: well at first i didn't know and then i think i asked caleb if he had autism because i was curious and he said yeah because you told
0: him (laughs) Oh, <laughs> it's well, funny. That's, that's a funny story. Do you know how Caleb found out that he had autism? How? You don't know? No. This is really kind of a funny story. So, you know, I didn't tell Caleb for a long time because your dad and I were pretty confident that Kayla had autism, to be honest with you. When he was just three months old, I had some concerns because of how if you got too close to him, he would turn his face away and not look at you anymore because um, he didn't like being in close proximity and looking at people's faces. And so that had me worried. And then when he was like two and three years old, he had a lot of sensory issues where he couldn't walk in the grass. The noise of the wind blowing or bugs flying around was really upsetting to him. He was really picky about the foods that he would eat. He was he very
1: kind of picky. He is kind of picky.
0: He was really rigid about his schedule and his routines and what he liked and what he didn't like. And so we knew, I would say probably around three years old that Caleb Needed some help. And so that's when we started therapies. But do you know that we didn't even tell your brother or any? I mean, we didn't have a conversation with you kids that your brother had autism because you know what I thought? It doesn't matter because you guys don't know any different. Caleb is Caleb and he's always been Caleb. And I didn't really think it was necessary to have a conversation with you guys about the fact that your brother had autism because he didn't even know what that was. So he started doing therapy interventions and there was one, it was summertime. And gosh, I don't, I think he was in the second grade, maybe in the second grade when he was, it was the summer. So maybe he was like first to second. I can't really remember. But anyway, we were doing therapies and I was running around and I was like, Kayla, we got to get your shoes because you got to, we're going to go to therapy. And he I ran around getting the rest of my stuff and I came back and he was just standing really like still in the living room like looking around and he said to me he says mom he said that at the Isaac Foundation you help kids get therapies kids with autism get therapies and I was like yeah that's exactly what I do so I was kind of impressed that he actually knew that and then he says well I go to therapy does that mean I have autism too (laughs) and I was like oh sweet Jesus this is the time right (laughs) <laughs> now, if Caleb was in the first or second grade, you were probably kindergartenish. So, um, so we sat down with Caleb and we had a conversation about that was, and he was confused at that time because and I know you and I've had this conversation before too he was confused at that time because he had met different kids with autism and some of them the kids that he knew didn't have good communication skills so they weren't very like talkative and he could talk so he didn't understand why he had autism and these other kids that didn't have the same ability to talk also had autism so then we had to talk about the spectrum and then it's so different in how it affects each person (laughs) Um, so anyway that was how Caleb found out he had autism but do you know that I don't really remember having a distinct conversation with you about autism so now you're enlightening me that you actually were told about Caleb's autism by virtue of Caleb telling you mm-hmm. that's interesting
1: because I remember when Caleb got home because kindergarten was where you went on and off days
0: yeah, so you would go on a day and off a day on a day and off a day
1: yeah and I was off a day and Caleb came home and we were playing in the bedroom And I asked Caleb, do you have autism? Because I know mom has a business. (laughs) And then he goes, yeah, I have autism. Did she not tell you? And I was like, no, she didn't tell me.
0: Well, it wasn't like it was a secret. I just figured it wasn't something... It didn't change a whole lot. I mean, just because we put a label to it, it didn't necessarily change Caleb or the fact that... you know, we didn't. Yeah. We don't do anything differently. It was just the way that Caleb was. Now, we as a family do a lot of things differently, but because you don't know any different, you probably don't realize that it's actually really that different. So I'm going to ask you some questions about things that we do differently that other families maybe do a little... Differently. differently so when we for the longest time and you I know you have a lot of strong feelings about this but Caleb only likes certain restaurants <laughs> yes yes Kelly is laughing about this and this makes you very very mad it really makes me mad okay so tell me about this because we're this is your podcast so why does the fact that Caleb only likes certain restaurants make you angry
1: well, because some of the restaurants are like
0: their food is greasy. Yeah, and I don't like greasy food. Oh, except says the girl that likes Panda Express. Okay, that okay that's a different story. Okay, okay. that's all a different right. story. Okay, all right.
1: <laughs> well, sometimes it's difficult when my dad says or my mom says we're gonna go out to eat for tonight because I don't feel like cooking. Which I mean is it explains, but yeah. <laughs> um. Me and Caleb always end up
0: arguing over what restaurant we want to go to. Exactly. Because he is unrelenting when it comes to. And guess what? What ends up happening is Caleb oftentimes wins. Because even at his age, at 12 years old, remember when your dad took you guys to a new restaurant? It was the it was a restaurant up on the South Hill. And he didn't want to go there because he had a lot of anxiety and he would never been there. And he started having a meltdown. And he your dad got mad at him and he yelled, Peace pie. Yes, it was. A, no, it was uh, Republic pie. Republic pie. It. Yeah, it was Republic pie. So even at 12 years old or was he 13, 12 or 13, you guys went to a restaurant. It was new. You guys had planned on going to a, a different pizza restaurant, but it was really packed and you guys couldn't get in there because he liked this other restaurant. So your dad made a snap decision, took you guys to a different pizza place up on the South Hill, and it did not go well, did it? Nope. No. And in fact, actually, Caleb started rocking back and forth so much that he almost like broke a piece of glass, I guess, in there or something. Do you remember that? There were two
1: things that almost broke.
0: Oh, two things that almost broke.
1: He rocked forward and he hit um, a glass with his head. That almost broke. And then he almost broke the chair by like leaning back. Yeah. Now, did that embarrass you? It didn't. And I feel like my dad shouldn't have yelled.
0: Yeah, you were actually upset with your dad because you didn't think that he handled it very well, right?
1: He really didn't because I feel like you have to understand that Caleb is picky and he gets nervous easily. Like if we're going to a new place that he doesn't know.
0: Yeah, he has a lot of anxiety.
1: He like gets an anxiety attack and then he like kind of freaks out a little bit. Yeah. But my dad shouldn't have yelled at him. Mm -hmm. because that was just not how you should have handled it.
0: Yeah, well, we can armchair Corey about it. And your dad did feel bad about it after the fact. I think he was just tired and he was trying to just find a solution. And he thought that that was like a solution. And then it ended up going terribly, terribly wrong. Now, you also do so number one, yes, you guys fight over restaurants a lot. Number two, we also have to do vacations differently. So when we do vacations, we have to pick different types of vacations. And mom picks vacations that I know that Caleb's going to tolerate and be able to be successful at right yeah. So this last spring break we went in our fifth wheel and we went down to Arizona. And you know what you know why mom does a lot of those types of trips? to get Kelb used to going to different places? Well, yes, because he doesn't like to fly, does he? No. He likes road trips. He likes being in a car, but he doesn't like flying anywhere. So, the camper is a way that we can do road trips. So Also, too, the cool thing about a camper is everything is the same. So, his bed is the same. He can find all the groceries. He All the things in the kitchen he's familiar with. So, he can like make his own snacks. He has a bin that has his name on it, right? That has his clothes in it. It's pretty consistent for him. And sometimes when we're out doing stuff, what a Caleb ended up doing when we would go out and do some adventures. What would Caleb do? He would stay in the camper. He would stay in the camper, but he had his iPad and he had the TV and you know, he actually was really, really content doing that. Wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah. So the nice thing about that now, if we were in a hotel, would you be comfortable leaving Caleb in a hotel? without us me either see that's my problem so one of our strategies is we have to do vacations a little different although you are a really good sport you actually are an adventurer and you like to you like road trips and you're actually largely okay not flying right I hate flying. Yeah, you don't like flying, but you don't like flying because it hurts your ears because you have ear problems. Yeah. Yeah. Now, another thing that you do for your brother is we talked about Caleb has a lot of anxiety and so he doesn't like going into restaurants, right? Mm -hmm. Some of it is he doesn't like the the smells, the noises. He also doesn't like how some people eat their food and he doesn't like watching people eat. It's pretty gross. But I mean, it's okay, and it's sensory. It is sensory. Exactly. So how do you know about sensory? How do you know that?
1: Well, growing up with Caleb, he didn't, like you said, he didn't like walking in the grass like a little bit, and he also...
0: So did you just pick it up over time, or is it because you have just heard mom talk about it over the years that you understand what sensory differences are?
1: Both. Um, When Caleb didn't like a feeling of something, he would like push it away because yeah. he didn't like it,
0: or... Well, if he wouldn't he put his hands on things. A lot of things he wouldn't put his hands on because if it was wet or yeah. gross. And yeah.
1: if he heard like the wind or if he heard something he didn't like, he would like cover his
0: ears. Yeah, he is still auditorily sensitive. Do you remember in a classroom what Caleb's like most hated noise in the entire world is in a classroom? When a kid eats with his mouth open okay well that's at re that's during lunch his favorite his worst thing that he hates in a classroom i don't know if you remember this but he got in trouble when he was at great northern because they mrs j um switched around their seating assignments and he had to sit in a new seat with some new kids in his little cluster of desks and he told mrs j he couldn't sit there because he can't sit by the stupid kids And Mrs. J was, like, really, like, shocked that he would say something so mean. But you know why he said that? Why? Because one of his hated things of all times is erasers erasing on paper. You know this because he gets really mad at you when you erase. He yells at me
1: when I do it. And then whenever I have to erase something and he's with me, I always say, kill cover your ears. I'm about to erase. (laughs) And then he'll cover his ears and I'll just start racing and I'll say, I'll tap his like knee and say,
0: yep. And that's what they do in his classroom now, too. Did you know that? Well, now it's a little bit different because he's in middle school, so they move around a lot. But yes, that is one of his hated sounds of all times. It's not even a loud noise, but he hates that sound.
1: Well, it's just the rubbing on the paper that he yeah. doesn't like.
0: Yeah, exactly. So um, he also doesn't like um, painting unless he, he has paintbrushes. And even then, he likes to use gloves. Was that embarrassing at school when he would want to wear gloves to paint during art? No. no.
1: It's just the teacher, the art teacher was just, I'm going to say this, annoying because she
0: didn't understand how Caleb wanted to do things. And she thought he was being difficult as opposed to the fact that art actually is very sensory when you have to get your hands messy and different things like that. Also, he got in trouble with that particular art teacher when it was portrait day. Do you remember that? Yes. Can you want to describe what happened?
1: So the best way I remember this is Caleb... Wanted to i
0: believe it was so it was well they were the assignment was he had to draw a portrait and he self-portrait a self-portrait yes a self-portrait and, and he, he was very uncomfortable with that yeah he so what did he do instead <laughs> he drew something that was not <laughs> it was a so fox he him, drew
1: a fox He drew a fox, but the fox is actually really good, and I loved it. And then I overheard the teacher, like, yelling at him, and I was so close. He yelling at that teacher and saying, let him do what he wants. He doesn't want to do the self-portrait.
0: Yes, but now, do you know why he doesn't like doing self-portraits? Or portraits in general? No. Yeah. Well, I think for Caleb, and I don't even know that Caleb knows this. We'll have to ask him when I do, when I do my podcast with little Caleb, I say little Caleb, but he's actually getting bigger than I am now. But for Caleb, if faces are very complicated because he has, you know, you know, when he was little and he would not understand the message of mom's face and he would say, mom, I don't understand the message of your face. And I would, you know, try and give him clues as to like, why maybe like I had the facial features that I had. Mm-hmm. So, faces are really kind of complicated for him to to read. Now, you are very expressive. Do you think that the reason why you are very expressive with your facial features is because of Caleb? Or do you think you're just naturally very dramatic with your facial features?
1: I think it was because of Caleb.
0: That's I am, too. Like, I am very um, expressive. I have a, like, I over like exaggerate my facial features and I think it has helped Caleb over time. But anyway, so when he was asked to do the self-portrait, it's just very hard for him to do. And he's very uncomfortable and he's very self-conscious himself. So portraits are very difficult. Anyway, the art teacher got mad and he got in trouble because he did a Fox instead of a self-portrait. Instead of understanding that part of his challenges are related to, Him having autism and not really understanding faces and that they're complicated. None of the teachers really understood him. Well, that's true. I would go so far as to say that the teacher that we had the most trouble with over the years was actually the art teacher. So actually, when he got to his new school, I was so worried about it because he loves art, but he likes certain types of art. And so I was really nervous when he went to your elementary school because and so I had I sent the our teacher, a, uh, email message just talking about sensory supportive art activities and understanding kind of his tactile sensitivities and even with he doesn't like drawing with pencils on paper so when you have to do sketches and stuff like that's always really hard for him too. also the noise the noise yeah so anyway you, you do another thing for your brother that I think is really sweet but he doesn't like going into restaurants and so a lot of times he will give you his order and what do you do I go into the restaurant and get his order and then bring it back out for him. Yep. So how many restaurants, do we really, would you say that we eat at restaurants a lot, like in restaurants?
1: Well, not an unhealthy amount of yeah. like a no,
0: lot. No, but usually if we have Caleb with us, he generally speaking.
1: He usually wants Subway and that's a healthy order. Or option.
0: Yeah, but he doesn't like sitting in Subway and eating it. Yeah. So we eat a lot of times in the car or we take it back to my office and we eat it there.
1: And I remember, this is actually quite recently, I was feeling a bit more confident. And so I took my mom's order and Caleb's order and I already had my order. And I went in to Subway and I ordered all of them. Yes. And then I brought it back out.
0: Mm -hmm. Now... Does it frustrate you that Caleb doesn't like going into restaurants and you have to do all that extra work? No. No. Now, with that being said, he actually will go into Walmart. Walmart is one of the stores that he will go into.
1: That's because he is more familiar with it.
0: Yeah, but... he's been going to Walmart since he was a baby. Yeah, that's true. So, you do you feel like do you ever feel resentment or bitterness towards Caleb because some things that you want to do we just can't do?
1: No, because I understand that Caleb doesn't like things, and so I don't force him
0: to do things that he doesn't want to. Yeah, but sometimes you still scream at him when he picks the restaurant and you want something different, and you do get mad. Hey, hey. Hey, hey, it does happen. Don't it, act like hey, you're an angel. Hey, I love hey. you. I it love you. sometimes.
1: <laughs> sometimes. Okay, but I also yell at him when he changes the channel and I'm watching the TV and he's like, you're not watching this, so well, I'm going to change it. Yeah. That irritates me because he just grabs the remote and changes it.
0: Yeah. Also, too, he does tend to like to watch the same things over and over again, which is although you do, too. It's just that you guys can't agree on what those shows are that you watch over and over again. So there's always that. Yeah, that is definitely true. Any other frustrations that you've experienced as a sister? So this is kind of this is actually annoying toward me
1: because when his cousin comes over, Raiden, Mm -hmm. when he comes over, Caleb will like call me names same with the cousin and it just makes me upset because i know that caleb wouldn't do it on a normal basis he's just like feeling like he has to do it to act cool in front of braden
0: yeah it's peer pressure he's trying to fit in mm-hmm. which leads to my next question do you ever worry about your brother and like what his future is going to look like no, or Do you no. think he's going to be okay
1: I think he'll be okay. Like, if he needs help from Tyler, Trevor, or me, we'll always be there, and we can
0: help him. Do you ever get worried about the types of friends that Caleb makes?
1: Sometimes I do. Like, when we first went to Hutton, and he told me he made, like, two new friends. I don't know if you remember. I was kind of nervous about it, because I thought his friends were going to be, like those really rude type of friends that made him feel really bad yeah because I have had those friends and they're not They're not friends that you want.
0: Yeah. And sometimes it's hard for Caleb to know if a person is a good friend and a person is just using him. Do you remember that time? Okay. So here's another side story. I don't know if you remember this. So he has, he plays on his PlayStation. He loves his PlayStation. He made friends with some kids that are virtual. And he had some of those kids that were actually not being very nice, but he didn't realize that they weren't being very nice. Do you remember what you did?
1: (laughs) So perfectly I remember so perfectly <laughs> so he made this friend Mr. Merk. okay <laughs> that kid is not someone you want to be friends with I'm telling you yeah so what I did is I was in their world because I was playing with them and at the time I didn't realize that Mr. Merc was a douchebag <laughs> okay and so Then I built a beautiful house in Minecraft because that's what we were playing. That dude decides to take these tables and put them all over my house and then blow up my house. Yeah. Right in front of me. And so I had a headset on and I started screaming at the dude. And he just like was sitting there like he didn't say anything. And then Caleb, he had his own world and he... I'm gonna say this Caleb's world made him look like he was a hacker because it was so cool. Yeah. Caleb's really good with Minecraft and other video games. Yeah. And Mr. Merck decides, oh, I'm gonna blow up his world. Yeah. And I was so upset when he did that because I, one thing that I remember doing is helping Caleb rebuild his entire world because I felt really bad.
0: Yeah, and you, a couple other times, you didn't like the way people were talking to your brother, so you took the headset and gave him a mind of your own, right? You just totally chewed yeah, him and out. Yeah, I
1: remember there was this one girl at school who made fun of my brother. And so, what I did is I hit her, and then she fell on the ground. Uh-oh. And I just told her, do not call my brother names again, or it will be much
0: worse. So, is it safe to say that you were fiercely protective of your brother?
1: I felt like I was, like, his protector. Yeah. Because... I didn't like it. I don't like it still when people call any of my brother's names.
0: Yeah. Now, with that being said, you have no problem pestering your own brother and being mean to him.
1: No, because he knows I'm playing with him. Yeah.
0: But he still, yeah, he still gets upset. Sometimes
1: he'll get upset and then that's when I know I'll stop.
0: Yeah. He gets really overstimulated at times and overwhelmed. And then he, he goes into kind of a Hulk smash too. And he has punched you in the face before. Yeah.
1: He's also tried to choke me out.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, do you feel like you deserved it? Did you poke him to the point where he couldn't?
1: I remember one time you got really mad at me for this. We were in the car and I thought it'd be funny to throw a book at him but that was not funny because I ended up cutting his lip open Mm -hmm. and I felt very bad. And then he checked to see if it was bleeding. It was. And so then he started punching me in the face and tried to choke me out. And I I just like took my foot and like put it against his chest to hold him away.
0: Yeah. Not your best moment.
1: He went inside and then my mom found out and yeah, I got grounded, but, I understood
0: why. Mm-hmm. Cause I shouldn't have thrown a book at him. Yeah. Now, with that being said, it sounds like you're a saint here. I mean, the way that you're picture, we're picturing this conversation is that Kelly Diane is a saint. And she is just a wonderful little sister to her brother, right? And yet, you are in Isaac Foundation's Sibling Spotlight program. So you want to describe what Sibling Spotlight is? Sure. Okay. Sibling Spotlight is a really good
1: way for me and other kids to get away from their autistic siblings because sometimes it's nice to have a little break.
0: Yeah, it is. Now, with that being said, how many years have you been doing it? Um, let's see. I don't know. A lot, yeah. Now, if you don't have any problems at all with your brother, then why is Sibling Spotlight so helpful? Because sometimes I feel like I need a little break. Yeah. And even though you are very tolerant and supportive of your brother, there are still times where you are frustrated, right? Yeah. So you like Sibling Spotlight. So what is the best thing about Sibling Spotlight, aside from the fact that you get a break from your brother or sister? Because
1: every new meeting, we do different things. Like we played hockey outside for one of them. Mm Mm-hmm and we also would feed ducks and feeding ducks made me really happy because I feel like they deserved attention too yeah not from other
0: ducks there you go now do you guys talk about feelings and situations involving brothers and sisters with autism
1: on the first day we talk about how many like autistic siblings we have, what difference does that difference doesn't make around your house? How do you feel about it? Mm -hmm. I would always say I have one autistic brother. It doesn't make me feel bad. Mm -hmm. It makes me feel happy. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And I would also say that it makes no difference around the house.
0: Yeah. Now, with that being said, there was one year when you were in Sibling Spotlight. You and Tyler were both in Sibling Spotlight. He was a mentor and you were one of the younger participants. And you must, I don't remember exactly what had happened, but you had some contrary feelings about having a brother with autism. And as you were talking in the group and sharing some of your experiences, your brother Tyler was like, no, Kelly, that's not true. Like, don't say that about mom or that, you know, no, Caleb's fine. Kelly, stop talking, stop talking. Because... Um, and the, the facilitator actually talked to me about it because number one, you obviously had some feelings, which is totally fine, because that's the whole reason why we have sibling spotlight. It's a safe place for you to talk about how you feel. But your brother was very defensive because he because you're Kelly and your mom is the founder of the Isaac Foundation. He was worried that people would judge me for being, you know, not a good parent. And so he didn't want you sharing and being honest, which that was not the plan of sibling spotlight right the plan of sibling
1: spotlight was to be honest yeah and everybody
0: has the right to talk about how different things make you feel so one of the things that we had to do is we had to talk to tyler about the fact that it's perfectly fine for kelly to have negative feelings she can't it's not always going to be a barrel of laughs and rainbows and sunshine so it's been a learning experience for everybody because tyler has to be comfortable with the fact that mom's not perfect do you think mom's perfect Nobody is perfect. That is so true. That is so true. So you've been in Sibling Spotlight for a while, and you've made lots of fantastic friends. Now, part of Sibling Spotlight is we have a facilitator, Ronnie, who's been your facilitator for years. But part of it is is that Ronnie is really good at helping you guys start to talk about some of your struggles. But one of the things that I love about this is that she actually lets you guys help and come up with strategies for your friends, right? So when you have a friend who has a problem or a struggle, she actually has you guys help come up with some of the strategies that might be successful for helping that friend, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that's really creative, right? Now, because I am fishing for compliments today, Kelly, because that's, you know, the nature of my podcast today. What is your favorite Isaac Foundation program? Because we've done a lot of things over the years.
1: My favorite is probably...
0: The auction. You like the auction. You might say, oh, that's weird. Why do you like the auction? So the auction is our annual benefit that raises the most money. In a non-COVID situation, we would do the auction. It's every February. We have hundreds of people come. We have silent and live auction. A raise the paddle. And it's pretty much organized chaos. Uh, I actually am surprised to hear you say that because it's a lot of work. So for your entire life... From, I would say, November through February, mom's time is consumed putting on that auction. So it's surprising to me that that's actually your favorite event.
1: The reason why it's my favorite event is, one, we got to auction off a puppy and that was actually really cool.
0: Yeah, that is true.
1: And I also like helping put up the, like, fundraisers that we do and, like, the different activities because I... Like helping out. I'm that person who will always be that
0: person that helps out. Yeah. you. And actually, I'm going to give you some props because this weekend, or not this weekend, it was a couple weekends ago, we did our Steps for Autism, and which is an annual walk. And I struggled... Finding enough volunteers because we need a lot of volunteers on the route. We call them course monitors just to make sure that like we don't have any problems because yeah, over the years we've had a few problems that I've learned from. So I was sure because we normally have the walk in April, which is like the universities have students in town. But because we had to push it back to August because of COVID, I struggled finding enough volunteers. And so what happened? I was like, Kelly, <laughs> you're up. you're off the bench i need you i need you and you came and what were your jobs there do you remember from this previous no yeah from this last walk that we just had a couple weekends ago Uh
1: okay my job was to i was station one and i was guiding people to go across the bridge Mm -hmm. to the next station Yep.
0: and then what happened when you were done with that state once everybody went past then because you were the very first course monitor then what did you do
1: after everyone was gone, I ran
0: over to my brother's station. So your your brother, Caleb, we were so desperate. We asked your brother, Caleb, to come out and be a course monitor. And how did he feel about that?
1: I don't really know. Well, I don't think he wanted to help. Uh, no, he was excited at first because I remember him yeah. going to dad's and saying, Dad, guess what? Mom gave me a job at the Hawk Walk. And he was super what was excited about it. You said oh. Hawk
0: Walk, yeah. Call it the hawk Hawk walk. Walk. Yeah, but he was excited about it. But when he got there and there was all of those people, what happened? He kind of started like... He was like a little afraid. Yeah, he was... He gets very introverted, meaning he doesn't really... He's not very outgoing. And Mm -hmm. so he was very anxious. So I put him at one of the last course monitor spots. And then what you ran over there and you sat with him, right? Mm -hmm. Now, when you guys were doing this job together was it an equal share between him and you doing the job? No. Okay. <laughs> so what did that look like?
1: Um Caleb, I know he didn't feel like talking. Yeah. or like guiding people because yeah. he's a little he's shy. He's very shy. And so I was just guiding people and I had him like sitting on the grass beside me. Yeah. And I was fine with that cuz I knew that he doesn't like talking to a bunch of strangers it is
0: true yeah and then in between all of this you also helped us out in some of our like playstations right because we had some activity stations yeah and who were you playing with you're playing with a couple little girls right mm-hmm. yeah and both of those little girls have autism and you were amazing i think i'm not sure who had more fun you were the little ones what I don't know who had more fun, the little girls or you, because you were really enjoying yourself. Do you like working with kids with autism? Yes. Yeah, you do. Now, with that being said, let's talk about your stepbrother, Cooper, because he's a lot bigger than you. He's 18. And you have actually in the past babysat him for us on short stints so that we could run and do something or whatever. Right. But I would say probably in the last 18 months, he started to have really big meltdowns. Yeah. yeah how does that make you feel?
1: Well it sometimes it's scary because he'll like go up to people and like spin his hands around his head and sometimes he'll almost hit you
0: but it's not intentional it's it's just not he gets his really intention. close He just gets really close to you in your face when he's doing it and it feels like he might hit you
1: it's yeah it's not his intention to yeah. hit you but sometimes it will be it's really scary. Some of his, like, meltdowns are not as bad as, like, some of the other ones. But I understand that it's his way of telling us that he, like stubbed his toe and he's upset about it or he wants something but he can't have it Yeah, it's his way of like telling us that he's upset
0: yeah now he's a big fan of yours because you make him stuff you cook for him
1: I make him brownies a lot
0: (laughs) and he loves me for that yeah I would say, yeah, he def- you're one of his people that he enjoys. With that being said, though, he also does try and push you around a little bit. So he does try and intimidate. When he's having a tantrum, he's gotten in your face and tried to scare you, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that has happened before. So how does that make you feel?
1: Well, it kind of makes me scared that I'm targeted. Sometimes
0: with it. Yeah. But he doesn't ever put hands on anybody. I think he just is mad. Who knows? Maybe he didn't like your last batch of brownies. That's him telling (laughs) me. That's mean. Yeah. But what's the other thing he loves it when you do? What's the other thing that you guys do together? Make sandwiches. You make sandwiches, but you do something outside that he really likes. What do you do?
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. I take him on the four wheeler or the side by side or the go-kart and we drive around the field. Yes.
0: Yeah, he's a big fan. He's a big fan of Kelly's driving, which is pretty awesome considering the fact that you're the youngest driver in this house. Hey, I'm better at driving than Tyler and Trevor, Mom. Well, that, there may be something to that. They are licensed drivers, though, and that's, I guess, a little different. Okay. You're only 11.
1: I'm not saying I drive it on, like, the road, like the main road. I'm just saying I'm better at driving than Tyler and Trevor.
0: That's true. <laughs> Maybe Although, just
1: Tyler. Were you the one that ran into my car with the go-kart? No, that one was one of the boys. I was like an inch away from hitting your car. Oh,
0: okay. That's fantastic. My poor car. <laughs> My poor car. Well, before we wrap up this episode, is there anything else that you, as a little sister, um, would want listeners to know?
1: Sometimes it seems impossible to get along with, like, an up stick brother or sister, but you just have to push through that. And you can be friends with them. Yeah. No.
0: How do you learn? Like, how do you learn? Is it just a process of elimination of what works and what doesn't work? Yes. Or is it just, do you think that because you've been doing it your entire life, you just don't know anything different, which is why you tend to be really good with people with autism?
1: Well, I've known Caleb my entire life. And so I've been getting to know what he likes and dislikes. And that is it's easy for me to know what he doesn't want or what he wants but if people are trying to be friends with someone who has autism and they don't know what they like i'd say have a mental list of Mm -hmm. things you want to do and ask them what they want to do yeah and then if they say that they don't want to do something cross that off your mental list
0: yeah and then like boy kelly you sound like a saint (laughs)
1: i'm really not though um (laughs) and then you have a list of things that they do
0: like and then you could do those things well what are those things that you know that caleb likes to do
1: video gaming Mm -hmm. he likes going on bike rides
0: yeah he also likes playing
1: with sticks yoda bonnie and clyde yeah
0: those are our dogs what else is he a big fan of in his bedroom that's all over the floor Legos. Legos. He loves Legos. <laughs> he also enjoys playing with the chinchillas. Oh, he does. Yes. You got you have actually so you have two chinchillas, but you let Kayla be part owner of your second chinchilla, correct? Well, both of the chinchillas. I let him
1: partially own both of the chinchillas. But the problem I have with that is I have a little problem with him. He doesn't help with anything.
0: Yeah, he just likes to snuggle and play with the chinchillas. He's not really so good at actually taking care of the chinchillas.
1: I feed them and give them water and clean their cage he just like cuddles them and i'm not mad at that i know
0: hey it's a tough job but somebody's gonna do it with that i think we're gonna wrap up this episode of isaac's autism well podcast thank you kelly for joining me would you like to come back and be another guest at another time yeah yeah it's pretty it's pretty easy right it's not terrible yeah yeah all right thank you for joining us for this episode of isaac's autism well podcast and we will catch you next time And that's it for now. If you want to be notified of our next podcast release, be sure to hit subscribe and just remember we're all in this together. So find your tribe and hold them tight.